This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, does Turkey actually make you sleepy? Or is that fall? We'll find out on Game Showy. Plus, we play our Thanksgiving themed trivia here on the podcast. What would you do if you won the lottery? Your calls, your text messages, and some cool stories about people who did well winning the lottery and some people did not do so good. Plus, are you okay with scary movies? I'm really not, but it's coming up. It's the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Share your thoughts and let us know if you are okay with spooky movies. I love spooky spooky movies. Is that oh is, ha ha ha? Is that ha, like ha. The movies about bike wheels, like bike tires? Bi- yeah, spooky. Yeah, and they come, they chase you when the yeah. when the wheels of the bikes they come off and they chase you down the road. Yeah, that sound. Oh, that would be set in Vancouver for sure. For sure, absolutely. That's a typo. Are you okay with spooky movies? Oh, there it is. There it is. Yes, I'm a big fan. My roommate is embarking. He's watching 31 horror movies for the entire month of uh, October. I mean, it's basically wow. the only kind of movie he watches. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy. Uh, no, no, he's not. Just, hmm. just got no, no. Actually, he's doing well. Uh, you know, uh, but that's also a thing. Like, there's a stigma that you you're weird if you like horror movies. No, horror movies are amazing, man. There's some truly spectacular stigma, filmmaking. Really? A hundred percent. There's a stigma around horror movies. A hundred percent. I will stand out for horror geeks. I will. I, I don't watch a horror movie every day. I'm not like that. But um my first the when i fell in love with the horror movies was when i forced myself to watch a horror movie every day uh in in grade 11 i watched a horror movie every day in october and yeah by the end of it i was like yep i get it you turned out real well i think so there it's like it's imagery that's not good for you it's really not you can't unsee it but the element of like being scared and 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 how the directors and actors and script get you to that point is different it's just a really interesting experience and i I think you can kind of wire your brain to make it fun yeah memories you make watching those movies with friends are incredible okay i i've been trying to watch the dahmer show on netflix and i like it normally it's later at night i'm like i can't watch this before bed i don't it's kind of like i don't know i may bk am i crazy but for me it's kind of like poison for your heart i just i know that's totally hippie of me but i'm like i don't think i want to ingest that no uh, yeah i think you just need to meditate on what kind of uh reaction this is creating in you uh, i think mm-hmm. to be to be a whole individual you, you just got mm-hmm. to embrace it all i mean this is or i could save myself a bunch of time not watch the movie and not have to meditate about well, it uh, i guess but that's just cutting mm-hmm. something off completely sure it's cutting out of that. that yeah that's okay well that's fine just, i just saw yeah psychological we'll call it a slasher approach to cutting movies or scary okay. movies out of my life how about that uh, i was trying to give you <laughs> nice you know life you. psychological advice as for your friend there he should probably see a psychologist after a, yes. a, a horror movie every day for a month exactly Just, yeah, that that might he yeah at least at least monitor his dreams at least because <laughs> yeah right keep that, a dream journal He's also the guy that got me into heavy metal this this is just who yeah. he is and i have you so, noticed that the path you're down right now 
I've been on this path for a long time. It's fine, man. Dude, my favorite movie is a musical. Like, <laughs> What's coming up next? You're going to be listening to musical records backwards <sighs> for satanic messages. Okay, there's some oh, terrifying yeah. movies out there. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Um, there's The Exorcist, Scary, Hereditary, I've never seen it, and Babadook. I'm assuming that's a movie or, or a typo. Yeah. I don't know. Nope, it's a movie. Uh, okay. And a Texas mom is going viral for her very vocal warning for other parents about a new Halloween movie. A worst case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch is a mother of three and the owner of Gooch Family Farms in Troy. I love everything to do with house and home. I believe everything starts here. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me, the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America, and Hollywood is part of the problem, and right now, one film in particular. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. Okay, um, uh, first of all, points for the name Gooch as a last name. <laughs> right. can, we, uh, can we just agree with that one? Yeah. Okay, so she's a mom. She's protecting the family. She's like scary movies, not welcome here. They're uh, they're a peaceful house, right? Family, fun, loving house. So it must be a terrible movie that she's talking about about bringing hell upon your children. So what movie is it? Hocus Pocus Two, a comedy sequel to the '90s classic. It's a little bit goofy. Some witches they fumble their way through their life. It airs on Disney Channel for kids. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens. There are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen. They become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. We have to steal this. She says most of the feedback has been positive, but she knows her opinion isn't for everyone. Yeah. Okay, well, she is right. I mean, they could be broadcasting anything deep down inside. I think there's some laws against actually subliminal messaging uh, in all of that. Um, I'm really glad, though, she told us that she saw it with her eyes. Because if she didn't, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I, like, that would be... Maybe she's been, um, you know, hexed or something through the TV. A KWTX News right there. Jamie Gooch says her goal is to get people to be proactive instead of reactive by reevaluating some of their family decisions. You know what? She's right, though, with that part. There are a lot of things that, like, kids are, like, entertaining themselves on iPads. They're watching shows. Their parents have no idea what they're watching. I mean, from that perspective, she's right. I mean, for Hocus Pocus... Mm. It, yeah, there's literally sure. in, sh in mo the mall, in the big mall in Calgary right now, Disney has set up a hut, a witch's hut, and there are three actors dressed up as witches taking pictures with kids and making potions and doing spells. It's mm. it's fun. It's Halloween. It's cartoonish. And just well, to think that it's just so it's so wrong to think this is going into my children's brains and poisoning them. Uh, see, now, I just, I wouldn't let my kids watch it, but that's simply because I wouldn't let my kids watch these stupid, crappy remakes and sequels. Yeah. Like, just come up with an original <laughs> idea. Quality TV yeah. first, yeah. Mm. Well, I do know some people who are very, very faithful people who will not do yoga because of pagan positions and 
things like that, right? Now, that's yoga of all the peaceful things. Now, some people do look at paganism in in ways that are, you know, that are very meaningful to them. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the pagan traditions and things that are in our lives today have been misunderstood where they started from anyway. You could go back into so many different examples of, of what is what are things that we do every day and where it comes from. So I, I do get the look that she's taking on the witchcraft thing. I don't agree with it, but I get the look on it, how some people would be cautious of it. This is a very playful, fun storyline that many people were excited about, and it's Disney. Take the advice, though, of knowing what your kids watch. Fair enough. Disney Plus revealed Tuesday that Hocus Pocus 2 became the streaming service's number one movie debut domestically to date, which a lot of people were curious about because it was so long for the reboot, but they did it. Anyway, um, I just, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with the gooch. The name. Yeah. It, it sounds like a slur. Like it just sounds like well, I it sounds like a nickname. It. It's right? yeah, it's, it's like, just like Ricky Bobby. It's like two first yeah. names. It just sounds weird. <laughs> Sup, Gooch? It's a good nickname. Are you okay with watering? I always forget. I have a cactus and I forget to water it, and I almost Isn't killed that what you're it. Supposed to do. But you're supposed to give it water every now and then, and I still almost killed it. In fact, my roommate dropped off my old roommate dropped off my old plant that I forgot there, and it I it, it grew immensely cause he because he was better left, at because you forgot about no, it. yes because he was better at taking care of it than I am. It was just nothing. so I'd love to have more plants in my place, but I think I'd kill them all by accident. Hmm. Clearly, hmm. Yeah. Uh, watering your plants is a very important thing. Takes a little time. Ooh, I should update my pineapple picture because I know all of Canada has been going. How is Shane's pineapple he's growing in his living room doing? Um, I know it's probably on your mind. I'm sorry, I've let you down. A farmer in Minnesota is very diligent at watering his plants. Well, should say, it, <laughs> should say a plant, as in just one. That's because he's been growing a pumpkin for over 200 days and might break the world record for the biggest pumpkin ever in Minnesota. And it's huge. The Super Bowl of pumpkins. The pumpkin was grown from the seed of last year's world record holder. It weighs an estimated 2,600 pounds. It's closing in on basically the world record. I mean, it's right there. It's just a matter of will it weigh it or will it not? Easy as that. He sounds confident, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Travis didn't give away all of his secrets in growing it, but he says it's all about knowing when and how to water and feed it. For now, it will be pulled aboard his trailer, saran wrapped and covered in blankets and headed out west. I think this one's got a shot at being something pretty special. I was on ABC News, uh, saran wrapped, I'm assuming, to keep all the moisture in. I, I don't know if you know the pumpkins, Ryan, if you've ever had a pumpkin garden. My dad loves the pumpkins. He loves growing the pumpkins. Uh, if you're going to grow pumpkins, you got to be like a pumpkin pimp. You've got to take the boy flowers and the girl flowers and mash them together. And you're a bit of a pumpkin pimp. But aside from that, 
it's tons and tons of water. And it was a very, very sad day when my dad was trimming back the extra leaves and the smaller pumpkins that weren't going to make it so his big pumpkin could get the dedicated water flow, the feed from the plant. And as he was going through and trimming, he cut the wrong stem and it ended up killing his big pumpkin. Oh, very that sad. is tragic. That is tragic. It was heartbreaking. I know they are actually. very water hungry. But it'd be cool. It, mm-hmm. Like this is the second. Are you okay with this? In the last month, where it's like massive pumpkins and people pouring huh, their heart and soul into growing uh, the pumpkin. Yeah. yeah cool. Well, this farmer says he will find out if his pumpkin took the world record when it officially is weighed October tenth at Safeway World Championship Pumpkin Way Off in California. He's got to go from Minnesota to California. Eh? Oh, yeah, but the biggest pumpkin ever weighed in at 2,702 pounds. It was by Stefano Cutrupi in Italy in 2021 last year. 2,700 pounds. Oh, God, my luck, I would drag it on the trailer and like drop it and smash it. Yeah, how do you move it? How do you move? Like, how does it handle straps and a lift? Yeah, I don't know. Bring the seatbelt to you. Okay, we got to squeeze one more in here. Are you okay with acceptance letters? When I went to college, we did get acceptance letters, not emails. So you literally had to wait for the letter to arrive that said, you're in. And that was cool when you got it. Yeah. yeah. How long ago was that? It must have came by like Telegram, right? When you went yeah, to yeah, it was yeah. pigeons. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Thanks. Um. Opening an acceptance letter from your dream college university can be truly amazing. Sometimes they sound uh, a little like this. Just a heads up, there's some very happy screams in this story. Status update. View update. (sighs) It's all going to be okay. Stop! Stop! Congratulations! Oh, God! Oh, my God! Oh my god, I didn't know I would forget this one. I just saw a C. Okay. So that's exciting and very good. I mean, people hold the letter and they're like, I don't want to open it, you open it, you read it. I want to read it, you read it. Because what if you get turned down? Well, that's way less exciting. Hundreds of students opened up their letters from a university in Massachusetts. It's a typo! It's a typo! But the letters had a bit of a typo. Hundreds of students received acceptance letters from Northeastern Law School by mistake. Now, the school says it was a technical error that sent 205 people the acceptance email. The notice also went to nearly 4,000 people who had applied a year ago. The university is reaching out to everyone to clarify the problem. CBS News there. One woman told NBC Boston that she had dreamed of going to law school since she was a child. She shared the good news with her loved ones before noticing the follow-up email. (laughs) That'd be so terrible. I'm going to be a liar. Uh, This fall's law school class has 234 members out of 3,877 applicants. So that's a lot of screw-ups. Plus, imagine last year's, you're not good enough to get in. Then you get a letter saying, hey, you made it. Uh, according to Northeastern's website. Oh, the heartbreak. I can't imagine. You want all your life to be a lawyer. You get the letter, and then, by the way, nope. 
I just was, what about the people who half-assed their, their application? They're like, I'll never get in. And then they got that, and they're like, whoa, I got in. Yeah. Wow. And they, they did they, it. They did. Oh, but then they didn't. That would suck. I wonder if you'd go after them for money if you already, like, you were like, I'm renting a place and I'm moving. I quit my job. I'm going to be a lawyer. I wonder if you could. Probably. Mm-hmm. It is America. There's probably a Saul Goodman commercial there looking for some oh, sort 100%. of uh, case. Right? Did you know how it's class action? Says you Did do. you receive a letter from the college saying that you were accepted when you weren't? You're not alone. Call Saul Goodman now. You could be entitled to payouts. See? Lawyers, right there. Accept me. I'll do it. This is the Shift Podcast. It's time to get started. It's time for Game Showy. It's a game show on the radio. We play for points. But every week, the points change, so do the categories, topics, and questions. One thing that never seems to change is how often Shane loses. Here's your host, Ryan O'Donnell. You're an absolute beauty, Bob. Thanks once again. We are going straight for the turkey, the beer, and the good times, friends. It is our Thanksgiving edition of Game Showy, the trivia game show that is so good, it is only allowed to be on our show. HBO turned me down. Here's how it all works if you're new to Game Showy. Our contestants, Shane Hewitt and Brendan Kelly, will pick a question and a difficulty. Today, we are playing for Pumpkin Pies, the best dessert, all year round and also at Thanksgiving. One pie would be an easy question three would be the hardest now if you get the question right gentlemen you will hear this sound <laughs> gobble gobble but if it's wrong you're gonna hear this gobble gobble <laughs> <laughs> that's you don't want to hear that planes trains and automobiles what you movie don't is that? hear that planes trains and planes trains yes absolutely uh so and good. also we have another sound here the text line special, which sounds like that. Damn, we'll get back to that in a moment. Now we have three trivia categories to choose from. Thanksgiving history, turkey slash other Thanksgiving food, and Thanksgiving traditions. And like I said, we have the text line special, a question that is just for listeners, just for the shift heads. It is hidden right in the show, and one lucky contestant will stumble across it and could win two pies, two points, if the answer is correct. Now, when we randomly land on that question, you will hear this sound. It is a question that only the listeners can answer, so Shane, Brendan, even if you know it, You can't give it to me. It is up to the listeners to give me the correct answer. I am going to ask the question right now. Text in your answers if you can, and we will get to it later in the show. So, 877-399-9898. That number, once again, 877-399-9898. Canada, here is your question that I need you to answer for me. What province harvests Canada's cranberries for Thanksgiving and beyond. The most amount of cranberries, where do they come from? Is it New Brunswick, Quebec, 
British Columbia, or Nova Scotia. The question again, what province harvests the most cranberries for Thanksgiving? And the potential answers are New Brunswick, Quebec, BC, and Nova Scotia. Love it. And it's time to get started with game showing. That's right, Canada. You can affect the outcome by texting in the answer to that question to 877-399-9898. You can maybe help out someone, like Shane, who needs your help, or Brendan Kelly, who probably doesn't need your help anyway. It's up to you how you want to play with game showing. Bob? Thanks, Bob. Let's do it. So, as is tradition, the person who lost on the last edition of Game Show, he gets <sighs> to go first. So, Brendan, no complaints. Shane, you get first pick of the day. I will okay. uh, just, yeah. Are you, are you ready? How are you feeling? Yep. I'm, I'm feeling really, really good. Can just recap those categories for me, and then I'm going to pick do one. It. You're playing for pumpkin pies. One pumpkin pie being easy, three being hard. Your categories okay. are Thanksgiving history, turkey and other foods, and Thanksgiving traditions. Do your stretches. All right, I'm going to go Thanksgiving traditions for two pumpkin pies, please. Two. Ryan? Two pumpkin pies. You know what's a great Thanksgiving tradition is sitting down and watching some football. In the Canadian Football League, the CFL, there is usually, except for the pandemic years, a nationally televised doubleheader the Thanksgiving Day Classic. There have been over 100, or sorry, exactly 120 Thanksgiving Classics. It's a very old league, and it's a very timeless tradition. Shane, your question is, what CFL team has played in the most amount of Thanksgiving Day Classics? Is it the Hamilton Ticats, the Toronto Argos, Mm -hmm. the Montreal Alouettes, or the BC Lions. Uh, I'm going to apply some hockey knowledge to this football question because that's really what I know. And even that's debatable at times. But I'm going to go with this. Whenever there's a broadcast schedule, it's always Toronto-focused. Always Toronto-focused, right? Like it's always the Leafs and then whoever else is playing, except for in one circumstance where Montreal is involved. Because they double dip on the broadcast in French and English. And they make more money. Just like the Canadians and everything else. So with that, I'm saying money-making Montreal Alouettes. Your answer is correct. (laughs) Very nice. For two pumpkin pies. Yes, the Montreal Alouettes have traditionally been given the hosting duties for the first game in the CFL Classic. And it was actually, well, yes, the money part. But it was also because there is the Labor Day Classic earlier in the fall, which is almost always Western teams. So the uh, Thanksgiving Day Classic was more so that the primetime spot could go to the Eastern teams oh fun fact there you go i should also i actually forgot to mention a rule that if shane had gotten that question wrong brendan kelly would have had five seconds to potentially steal the answer so be on your toes gentlemen with that being said shane is up two pumpkin pies to zero 
Brendan Kelly, where are we going? Uh, I hope that's uh, some of the last uh, second rules being thrown in at the last second. Hopefully that's the last last of those. Same rule as yeah. week. Yeah. Well, I know it's the week. same rule, but it wasn't mentioned. So if it's not mentioned, then is it is oh, it just, just out? Forgot. Is it just? We do a lot of talking yeah. here. I just forget. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that that's the said no. correct answer turkey kind of sounds like a tape being fast forward, like an old school cassette or something. You know, like a oh yeah, oh, like yeah, a rare, rare, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's um, for it. Yeah, uh, so Shane got like two there, right? Yes. Shane got two, so uh, I'll go with three. I'll go with history for three. Oh, three. Oof. Thanksgiving history for three pumpkin pies. Now, Canada's indigenous peoples traveling across Turtle Island have traditions of Thanksgiving for surviving the winter and harvesting the crops. Those are ancient traditions and may have had influence on some European ones. But when it comes to the European style Thanksgiving that the, the, the national holiday is more based off of, there is one legend to it. In 1578, English explorer Martin Forbisher Frobisher, yeah, and his crew gave thanks and communion was observed either on land or aboard a ship in Nunavut. What did they eat for the Thanksgiving feast, the first one in Canada? Was it tinned tuna and soup, salted beef, biscuits and mushy peas, salted fish and crackers, or a modest small Turkey dinner. Uh, That's hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know about tinned tuna. Mm. Okay, I'll go with the salted fish and crackers. Salted mm. fish and crackers would be a pretty standard diet for a uh, for a fisher for a for a, for an explorer back then. Yeah. But this is a special occasion. They're not eating the average uh, stuff today. So, no, that is incorrect, Brendan. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Shane, you got five seconds to potentially steal the answer. Oh, I would, I would say it's probably salted beef biscuits and mushy peas, I guess. Mushy peas. That is correct. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. Years later, November fourteenth, sixteen oh six, inhabitants of New France uh, had a the first massive Thanksgiving feast, uh, and uh, lots of cranberries, which are rich in vitamin C. So nobody got scurvy. A good day in Canada. (laughs) Hey, every day you don't get scurvy. That's a good day, Rye. That's good advice here. Yeah, show me. Hey. Okay. Um. What's the score? You're up five pumpkin pies to zero over Brendan. This might be your best start yet, Shane. Yeah, normally I lose. If you've never heard Game Show before, I usually lose this. Okay, so I am going to go with um, uh, Thanksgiving history, Thanksgiving turkey and other food, Thanksgiving traditions are the categories. I'm going with two pumpkin pies for turkey and other food. Getting hungry. Ho, 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 ho. Well, good, sir. Congratulations. You just stumbled across... Oh, the text line special. This was a question posed to the listeners and the listeners alone. So, Shane, even if you know the answer, you cannot tell me it. It is up to the text line. Come on, Shane. So, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to get your last answers in. Mm -hmm. 877-399-9898. The question was, 
what province harvests Canada's cranberries for Thanksgiving and beyond? The mm. options were New Brunswick, Quebec, BC, and Nova Scotia. I've probably, this is probably the most amount of texts I've ever gotten on the text line special, but I'm able to sort mm. it. And there were really only two options that were sent in on the text line. And that was Quebec and BC were the two most commonly texted. But one was texted more so. And the one that was texted the most was Quebec. And that is incorrect. My I am sorry. <laughs> that is not the right answer. There are more than 80 cranberry farms alone in British Columbia. And the entire Maritimes alone only produces less than 10% of Canada's cranberries. Really? Yes. I had no idea. So nobody gets the extra two text line special points. Hey, it happens. It All happens, right. friends. Okay, BK, uh, this is Game Showy. I'm Shane Hewitt, Ryan O'Donnell, and Brendan Kelly. Ryan's the host, and BK and I are playing for Pumpkin Pies with our Thanksgiving-themed Game Showy here. The categories are Thanksgiving history, Thanksgiving turkey and other food, and Thanksgiving traditions. All right, I guess I'll go for the three-pointer. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best Adelaide basketball team impersonation huh. and go for the three-pointer. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll go for traditions, because I'm a traditional guy. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, uh, how about this? Let's go a little bit outside of Thanksgiving and do something that happens at the exact same time as Thanksgiving, but it's just as well known. Mm -hmm. And that is a little something called Oktoberfest, the Bavarian beer-drinking, sausage-eating festival from Germany. I mean, it's the place where you enjoy the bratwurst, the giant beers, and just, you know, enjoy the fall celebration. Now, the biggest one is in Germany, where they consume over 5 million liters of beer in like one day. But Canada is home to the second largest Oktoberfest in the world. My question to you, Brendan Kelly, is what city lays claim to that honor? Is it Kitchener-Waterloo, mm -hmm. Kelowna, Tirana, or Winnipeg? Oh, I don't know. No. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Winnipeg does have a large German population, but not larger than our correct answer. I'm sorry, that is correct, Brendan. <laughs> Shane, you have five seconds to steal. Second largest Oktoberfest in the world. I'm going to go with the largest of the places, Toronto. Toronto. That is also incorrect. Gobble, gobble. Come on. Tough one. The correct answer is Kitchener-Waterloo. It is home to ah, the, the second largest Oktoberfest in the world. 700,000 people on average go there. And it's also because that area has the highest German population in the country. Fun fact, Kitchener... The city was originally called Berlin. So really? a lot of Germans, a lot of Germans in that area. And they love the beer and they go there to drink it. So yeah, <laughs> Oktoberfest, which happens this weekend as well. As well. As well. <laughs> Can we make okay, is that my turn then? No. Like the rest of the game in the accent? Could we do yeah, that I then? think so. <laughs> oh, oh, um, okay, we'll try. No, no, no don't. Um, 
What uh, is it? My turn. That, is that it is that your works? turn. Yes, oh, okay. we're still up five nothing. We're on a bit of a streak of incorrects, but Shane still has a strong lead here. Yeah, we're winning at losing here. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with three here, mm-hmm. and be super cocky because I never win. And I and the only category of turkey and other food, three pumpkin pies, please, Ryan. Okay, the question is a science one. We all know turkey makes us feel a little sleepy after we eat it. What is the name of the chemical compound found in turkey that makes you sleepy after you eat it? Is it lycopene, tryptophan, melatonin, or potassium? Well, as much as melatonin uh, would be the the go to, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be the it's got to be the the tryptophan. 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 Gotta go with it. Well, turkey does indeed. Yes, that is correct. Contain tryptophan. Shane, well done. It is an amino acid. It does promote good health. However, it is not true. Turkey does not make you sleepy. The amount in the turkey doesn't actually make you tired. What makes you tired is the fact that you just consumed 2,000 calories, drank a boatload of beer. It's now cold. It's almost winter, and you're surrounded by family. So you're tired. And so it is actually an urban legend that turkey scientifically makes you tired. But I mean, yeah, turkey kind of makes you tired after you eat it. So you're saying we basically are just resigned and cynical at life by that point of the day of hanging out with our family members. Therefore, we claim that we need a nap. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. should you should write like holiday cards like that's That was so <laughs> heartfelt there. I'm your biggest trypto fan. Oh, uh, well, I think that with that, we are officially out of time. Yeah. And that's the end of Game Showing. For the second time in 2022, our winner, Shane, takes the title. It's a shutout, I have to add. We don't get those all the time. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, even if your family makes you so bored and cynical that you need to take a nap. Thanks for playing along. Sorry, the really tape. No, just, the just... tape. The tape flew out of the machine. Sorry, it was the I was tape. Getting really. Okay, just rewind it. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. Get your turkey spayed or neutered. Um. All right, Ryan, you had a couple extra questions here. Let's uh, bang out the uh, – the, uh, before we do that, we probably should mention the final score just because I never get the chance to celebrate this because I'd like to thank the That's Academy. That's true. That's true. Was, the final score was uh, was a very nice 8 nothing. Happy well Thanksgiving. That's your Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. gift. Yeah, nailed oh, it. Uh, okay, right, let me give you some uh, let of me, the uh, questions. Let me give you one, and I want you to tell yeah. us the answer. Okay, ready? Okay. All right. Um, I want you this one, which was one of our traditions questions. Thanksgiving is a stat holiday in every province and territory. True or false? False. Canadian Thanksgiving really? is a stat holiday, except Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, Newfoundland, and Labrador, where it is an optional holiday. Really? I yeah. guess they're just thankful enough all the time. Exactly. Uh, okay, what's another question that uh, we can hit here, right? It's, it's more trivia. The turkey and other food one's pretty fascinating. When you finish your turkey, right, you, go ahead. you get to break the wishbone. You know, two people mm-hmm. 
break it? Who gets the wish? Where did that tradition originate? Canada, the U.S., medieval England? Nope. It actually originates in ancient Rome, the Etruscans, a civilization that happened before the Romans. It was something they used to do then because they worshipped birds as sacred. And uh, it's it's a very old tradition that we still do. It's kind of cool. Wow. All right. One more trivia question on Thanksgiving here on Game Show with Ryan O'Donnell's Smart Brain. You go ahead. Pick it. When was Thanksgiving first celebrated in Canada? Ooh, I know. The answer? I know. My birthday, November 6th, 1879. I'm not that old, just on November 6th. The first official annual Thanksgiving was celebrated. In fact, one time, Thanksgiving was celebrated on November 11th as a joint holiday with Remembrance Day. They only did that really? a couple of times in the uh, 20s and 30s. Uh, but yeah, before it was officially uh, designated to the second Monday in October, they uh, it actually moved around a lot, including November. Huh. This is the Shift Podcast. It might be time to buy your lottery ticket if you don't ever do this. I don't ever do this, but I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of tempted. The lotto is 70 million plus... 56 other millions. That's a lot of millions, man. The numbers keep going up. Now, there was, on this past Tuesday, an estimated 117 million in the draw. Didn't go. So now it's unclaimed since about August. And it continues to grow. 70 million is the cap in Canada, by the way, at least the current cap. And then what happens after that is they do the, you know, 56 by 1 million max million prizes. But it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm kind of tempted. Maybe, you know, your chances actually get slimmer, I would say, because it, the same number stats are the same, but more people could pick the number the more people that buy tickets. But if it's that much money, would you want to buy a ticket? I don't know. It is worth noting that Lotto 649 did make some changes. Tickets for 649 will still cost $3, but players will now have a chance for two multi-million dollar prizes. The main jackpot will be awarded to the winner of the classic draw where you select your numbers or use the quick pick option. That prize will now be fixed at $5 million. Meanwhile, the guaranteed $1 million prize will become the gold ball draw. Each ticket will have a 10-digit number, and if you win, a separate draw using 29 white balls and one gold ball will determine the prize. If the winner gets a white ball, they receive a million dollars. The gold ball is worth $10 million, but that could climb. Each time a white ball is selected, it's removed from the draw, and $2 million is added to the value of the gold ball, which could go as high as $68 million. So is that clear? Perfectly clear. So if your your white balls give you a million dollars, the gold balls give you more, could give you a lot more. Now, regardless, do you care? You just buy the ticket, you pay the money, and then when you go for the 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 beep with the machine, it goes, woohoo, if you're a winner. It's that simple. Now, here in chatting about all of this, by the way, um, there's some really kind of cool news. In April of this year, there was a very big lotto winner, $70 million. Now, what would it feel like when you look at your ticket and you match all the numbers, when you scan it with the app and it goes, woohoo, right? What would you, what would you do? If it was April Fool's Day, would you believe it? The feeling I imagine that would hit your belly of excitement, dancing with doubt, 
would probably be a pretty crazy feeling. In fact, Global had a chance to speak to the $70 million April winner. His name is Dale McEwen, and he's from Regina. Just sat there and all, basically, you know, don't really know what to do when you're looking at your phone that's telling you that number. On the day of the April Lottomax jackpot draw, Dale McEwen was on his way to B.C. for a ski trip. He stopped in Dunmore, Alberta, and bought last-minute tickets. The next day, while waiting to go for supper, he casually decided to check them. So checked the one, and it was a $2 winner, and, you know, the usual, and checked the other one, and it says, hey, it appears to be a winner, like $70 million winner, and just sat there stunned for a while and didn't know what to do, so I quickly took a screenshot of it and then went and told Christy and figured out if it was real or not and, and what to do. With an April Fool's Day draw, the Regina residents wanted to make sure their newfound fortune wasn't a twisted joke disbelief obviously but i could tell right away that dale wasn't kidding just by the look on his face and his reaction and and then it's just kind of a blur congratulations the 70 million dollar jackpot is the largest ever won in western canada saskatchewan has now taken home a lottery in six straight months but everyone wants to know what will the McEwens buy with their winnings We've got some little things and stuff that we want to do, but no big plans. We've, um, we're pretty fortunate anyway, and so just you know, do some things to try and enjoy life, maybe travel a bit more and you know, help out um, our families a bit if we can. Dale doesn't know exactly what he will buy, but he knows his career in the trucking industry is over. Not particularly, no. <laughs> no, it's going to be an early exit from that, yes. Been been doing that for 28 years, so it's definitely time to get out of that, I guess. As for if McEwen will continue to play the lotto? Why wouldn't a guy? <laughs> Got it. Ian Duffy, Global News. Now, it's easy for me to say, because I'm in my 40s, that that's probably a prime time to win. It's selfish to say that. There's no evidence to back that up. Any time is a good time to win. But what happens if you're just 22 years old? Is that too soon? I feel like if I won multi-millions of dollars at 22, I probably would have been dead by 24. Just saying. Well, it did happen. If you want to win the lotto, a Quebec supermarket employee in 2020 was 22 years old, and he became a multimillionaire. There's a car parked outside this grocery store, and for now, the owner's not coming to get it. One of the baggers drove it to work Wednesday morning for what ended up being his last shift. The massive check Gregory Mathieu was handed Friday morning doesn't quite do justice to the size of the jackpot he won. He and seven members of his family are splitting $70 million. The 22-year-old's days bagging groceries for $12.55 an hour are over. Financially, I'm good for life, and it was a huge stress for me. Tuesday night, Mathieu was running an errand for his mom. He'd gone to another grocery store from the same chain to pick up milk and a lottery ticket for the family. The next morning, back at his store, he asked a cashier who wasn't busy to check his ticket. And she checked it, and I couldn't believe my eyes. And I went to sit down because I couldn't talk or think. Mathieu says once he gathered himself a bit and people stopped touching him, hoping his luck would rub off, he called his mom to say they'd won. She, understandably, figured he was messing with her. Well, I told him, um, Gregory, are you freaking serious? <laughs> I said, your father and I 
don't have a budget to miss work. Mathieu actually passed the phone to a co-worker to confirm the win and then still had to text his mother a picture of the winning ticket. That's when she started to believe. I was shaking. I was yeah. crying. No, the family doesn't have any concrete plans yet, likely a big family trip. They're very close. But one purchase likely to be made soon, a new car to replace the old one. It was falling apart. That's not really a major concern anymore. Mike Armstrong, Global News, Montreal. Now, what would you do if you won $70 million plus dollars? On the lotto, 877-399-9898. In defense of mom there, I too would be doubtful with my children and their sense of humor. I too would ask for a photo, please. Let me see this. I also would say, bring it here now and sign the back. But that could be me. What would you do if you won the lottery? You hear lots of terrible lotto stories, though, where lives get torn apart and ruined. There are some incredible success stories, too. Down in the States, with Lotto being so much bigger, it seems like the stories also get so much more grandiose as well. NBC's Joe Fryer interviewed past lottery winners who found happiness and fulfillment after winning the big jackpot. You could say the entire town of Bondurant, Iowa, hit the jackpot when Mary and Brian Losey won Powerball. They paid off the mortgage at their church. This is where we got married. And funneled money toward a new high school football stadium. It was in the plans anyway. We just decided to hasten the the process. And that's not all. Their community did not have a grocery store, so the couple built one for $4.5 million. It is one of the funnest things that that we've been able to do is, is watch as we give to other people. It was 2012 when the Losies defied the odds and won the $202 million prize, taking home 90 mil after taxes and refusing to fall victim to the lottery curse. How can something that's, that can make your, your life and other people's lives so amazing be a curse? It can, it can be if you let it be, but I don't want to think about it that way. For many winners, giving is the ultimate victory. We don't find our happiness in the money. We find our happiness in, in our family and our friends and you know, having our kids around. And that's the uh, that's exactly what affluent people, rich people say is, right? The happiness isn't in the money. It's with the freedom that comes with the money. Texter says, unknown texter, to be clear, says, if I won a kajillion dollars, I would buy a cottage by the beach and I would retire. And of course, I would help family and start up a business. And I also would share the wealth in community endeavors that would benefit people who are less fortunate. See, this is cool. It's fun to dream about it. You've got to create that vision for yourself. you got to get into it, man. How would it look? Building a grocery store for your community, I think that's pretty cool, too. Sometimes, though, not really great. Sometimes the lotto winnings backfires a little bit. So what would you do if you won the lottery? I want to know, 877-399-9898. This guy had a pretty blunt answer when Fox News asked him the question after buying his winning ticket in 2016. We're here at the line where people are doing it uh, the old-fashioned way. They're just filling out bubbles here. I want to turn some of these people around and ask you guys, sir, can I ask you what your lucky numbers are? Uh, I'm going to pick 14, 24, 2, 7, and 15. Uh, those are your lucky numbers. Can I tell you what? Do you know your chances of winning? Slim to none. Slim to none. You're right. Let me tell you, it's one out of 292 million. What do you think about that? I knew it. You knew it. <laughs> your, your numbers are lucky, though. Am I right? I hope so. I hope so. Can I ask? If you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. (laughs) We were hoping for a different answer. Well, at least he's honest. Got to give him credit. Um, Probably 
not necessarily the path that sees um i'm not judging but i mean it's a that's an expensive path is what i'm saying inside edition actually found that man and conducted a very short interview with him now this guy who lives in las vegas has some explaining to do he was asked on live tv what he'd do if he won a billion dollar jackpot bunch of hookers and cocaine not the answer anyone was expecting what were you thinking i wasn't thinking um i i'm just uh i don't know if i can say this but uh I'm a smart ass. Isaac Carranza's yeah, wife I mean, says she's uh, taking it all in stride. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See? It sounds like they have a very open relationship. Yeah. He's married when he asked. said it, so. Yeah. Bold. Hey, maybe she wants the same. You never know. You can't judge. And if you got a billion bucks... It's equally as illegal, no matter how many bucks you have. Just saying. I'd secretly pay off my kids' mortgages and loans, then go on a holiday, is one texter. Um, can you keep it a secret? Don't they post a picture of you when uh, you win? Ryan, we don't have time for that story, but wasn't there someone who posed for the, the picture, but they didn't reveal their identity? Hasn't that happened before? Yeah, they put a scream, like, ghost face mask on to hide who they are. But, yeah, there needs to be someone there to pick up the money. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you can get a little cheeky with it at least in the states i'm not sure about canada first thing i would do is quit my job trucker kevin says then talk to a financial professional about options then have a party then disappear and enjoy life and help people out i like that idea right there um i like this one too if i won the lotto first thing i do is get a new cell phone number it's a good idea then share some of the money with my fellow shift head listeners and shift head staff yes That, by the way, was the, uh, that's how you text the right way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go to London, Ontario. Ina, what would you do if you won the money? Well, uh, what I would love to do is to help uh, those who uh, who really need it. I've thought of the homeless organizations that are advocating for the homeless. Uh, that's a definite need um, for housing um Affordable housing, I would love to put uh, to invest in that. You know, if I won the lottery, just to go, just donate it to organizations who uh, really need it. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much, Ina. I love that. 877-399-9898. Lena is in London, and in Burnaby, we have Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, man. You Tell me your story about the lotto. I can't hear you. You can hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear okay, me? Okay, sorry. So uh, my well, my uh, son he was married and they got divorced and uh, his ex was visiting some people on the island. She bought a lottery ticket and uh, checked it a month later and uh, she got the guaranteed one million. So, whoa! Does that sting extra when it's your ex? <laughs> no, I think she was happy. She could never complain that they split up. Right. So. Right. Right. Do you for now? Does someone like that, if there was something like spousal support or child support or whatever, does that is that one? Of, maybe that's not the case in your family, and I don't want to get too personal. If you're not comfortable, no, no, no. Is no that one of those things no, where no, no kids involved, so. no spousal support, nothing like that, where you just kind of like, no, you know what, no, I'm good, no. don't need your money anymore. Well, he just sold his no. place for. Uh, he bought it for five hundred thousand, sold it for nine hundred, and he just. Scored a job up nice. in Alberta for two hundred twenty-five thousand okay. a year, so he's 
he's not complaining. I just think that she's happy. She won't hold any grudge, right? So Nice. Well, that's good. What Maybe I, a little peace in the valley, which is cool. And one other quick story. Uh, Love it. There's a guy that won the lottery, his, his, and he he waited till the last day. He tried to hire lawyers and everything to to, to uh, say that he didn't win, and his last name was uh, the same as my family name. And I, it's the only uh-huh. person I've ever heard of that had the same family name, and he claimed it on the last day, and it was like $45 million. Wow. I, I don't know why he... So everyone came knocking. Yeah. Well, I said to my, I said to the, my brothers and sisters, I said, hey, man, now we should go, like, knock on this guy's door. And it's a German name, and I've never heard the name before. And I thought, I wonder why he waited That's so cool. long, why he didn't want this exposed, you know? So. Yeah. Thank you very much, Larry, for the phone call. Larry's in Burnaby. What I would do, Larry, is I would go to, what do they call it, DNA and me or Ancestry or whatever, you and 123 and I don't know what they are. Get the DNA test. You never know, just in case if it's that rare of a name. What would you do if you won all of the lotto? Um, New texter from the West Coast says I'd set up a drug rehab for kids like Covenant House. Very cool. Um and Glennie says to win an extremely large lotto, we've already discussed it, Kelly and I, 20% to each of the three kids, hold back 40% for ourselves, definitely some charity work and likely Alzheimer's Association Cancer Society in honor of both my parents and my wife's parents. Cool. I love it. Maybe it's something we should talk about. Although we should got to remember to get the ticket. That also helps. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.